Hey, Broads and Books listeners. Hey. We are back. We're back. This is Amy. This is Aaron. In case you forgot who we were. Hey, old friends. <laughs> hey there. It's been a while. It has been a while. Remember way back in March mm. when we told people, hey, we're going to finish up Broads and Books. Uh-huh. But that's because we're working on some new stuff. New things. Guess what? Here we are. Yeah. In we've, August. We've got a new thing. We got a new thing. Mm-hmm. The first of many new things, first let us of say. Many. But we're really excited things. about this one. Yes. And it's a podcast. It's a you podcast. You get to hear us again. You get to hear us again. Plus, plus one of your favorite people in all the land, our recurring guest star from Brads and Books, Heath. Heath is back. He's our wonderful wonderful co-host yes so you don't even just have to find the bonus episodes with him he is a reg he is (laughs) (laughs) he is a reg he is he's a steady presence yes he is he is he makes it he makes it yeah so our podcast the new one is called fuzzy memories we're just taking a trip down memory lane Mm -hmm. into the 80s and 90s and we're discussing all of the pop culture movies tv beefs books celebrity breakups whatever happened we're discussing it and we're also including lots of personal things embarrassing memories fuzzy memories as the title says as the title says um introducing so many new words to our lexicon um we're we're just doing everything everything and i gotta tell you it's a hoot it's a hoot nanny (laughs) (laughs) don't know if that applies but it does to me there's no real comeuppance but not I yet. mean not yet but it might be there it might happen yeah it might happen but yeah. we wanted to bring it to you because you're gonna listen to this intro and then you get the treat of a lifetime boom first episode it's right here it's right there yeah so obviously after you listen and love everything about this what you're gonna do is go into your podcast player wherever you're listening right this moment and look for fuzzy memories yes. we're gonna pop right up and then just hit subscribe, subscribe and you'll get every follow. new episode and by the way in this feed, we're giving you one episode, but on the Fuzzy Memories podcast feed, there's already three episodes There's three. three. We gave you three. First day out of the gate, three. three. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. You got listening all day long. <laughs> and this is one of many projects we're working on, yeah. but this is the first one coming out. We're super excited. We're super excited. You this can, is our first Broads and Books production. It's Broads and Books production. Yes. And you can find us on Instagram. Yes. You can follow it there so you know, but the episodes are going to come out. Every, Every other, other week, week. Mm-hmm. after this first three, and you can take a listen, you can delight, you can send us ideas, whatever you yes. feel like you need to do. Yes. But dear listeners, we're so happy to be back with you. We're so happy to be back with you. This is a happy. very strange thing, because for the last three times now, it's been you, me, and Heath. It hasn't been you and me. No. For since March. Since March. Since March. And here we are, middle of August, terrible heat wave. Yes. Here we are. We're back. Tickling your eardrums. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't like that. As you can see, that we're back. form. Can't wait to share this new one with you. And I tell you what, if you liked Broads and Books and all of the hilarity that we created, you're going to like this podcast. You're going to love it. Yeah. So uh, we invite you to listen right now. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's going to come into your ears. It's going to tickle them, just like Aaron said. <laughs> And then you're going to love it and you're going to want some more. So then go to Fuzzy Memories. Yes. Search that in wherever you're listening to podcasts. Boom. You're done. And now the premiere episode of Fuzzy Memories, the podcast. Welcome to Fuzzy Memories, the podcast that celebrates the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We are three latchkey kids who made it out alive. I'm Amy. I'm Erin. I'm Heath. And today we're going to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the year 1990. So, Erin. Uh-huh. Paint a picture for us. Where were you in 1990? What was happening in your life? Well, I was nine. Oh. So. I forget you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah. So I was nine. I okay. was in, I believe, if we're talking about the fall, I was in fifth grade. Okay. All right. Which is where I can remember the most All for right. some reason. Mm-hmm. 
And I was in a headspace that I thought that I was the greatest writer that ever lived <laughs> in a fifth grade body ever. Wow. Yep. I wrote poems like. Oh, I, damn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's some bold confidence. It was overly bold okay. for what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you kept any of those poems? Um, I think I came across them a few years ago and okay. there are things like, you know, what you would expect. Like, okay. I saw a deer. Oh boy. It glistened. Oh I, no. I don't, oh, you know, no, all right. Like it was okay. like, Nate, I, I like was really going for this. You were deep. trying out the vocabulary. Yes. You were trying out yes. all the things. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Would all you right. say your poetry is better than Jewel's poetry book? <laughs> I think I could give her a run for my okay, mo- her okay. money. That's yeah. Fair. I mean, I don't have maybe the star power coming in for the initial sales, mm-hmm. but I think <laughs> longer lasting. So we're comparing Jules' poetry with fifth grade Aaron. Mm-hmm. That's yep. about the same talent level. That sounds right. I think yeah. if you put a picture of me in fifth grade on the cover, it's got a good gag gift. Okay. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Ability. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you grew up in Iowa. We all grew up we, in yes, Iowa. Yep. Okay. In Iowa. So you were yep. in Iowa in mm-hmm. fifth grade and, and you were the grade. greatest writer to ever write. I, yes. The yeah, greatest just, poet to ever poem. And I also just wrote song lyrics down all the time. Oh. Like full. Like I would. You know, this is back before we could like just... Your, your own composition or you would just remember them? No, so, just okay. remember them. Right. And then right. I would, if I bought the tape, you know, before CDs, then I would like get the ones that had all the lyrics on the inside be like, oh, yeah. oh, I misheard that one. That was line. always disappointing when you would buy a, yes. a, a cassette tape and they didn't have the lyrics in it. It was, it was so disappointing. Because like we couldn't go down. to the internet and no. check what the words were. Yeah. No. The internet was just a pebble in Al Gore's brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He hadn't invented it yet. He right. hadn't invented it. Yeah. So yeah. I was just coming up with my own what I thought the line was. Wow. <laughs> and living my best life. Living your best life. life. Yeah. Unaware that I was about to get hit with middle school. Oh, yeah. And yeah, all that blissful toys. time before all that happened. Mm-hmm. Speaking of middle school. Yeah. Keith, where were you at at this I, time in I your life? I was in middle school. Yeah. And, and when 1990 uh, forced itself upon us. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Assaulted us <laughs> with full vigor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most of 1990 for me was spent trying to unpack the Millie Vanilli thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that, that is this fair. Year? Yes. Van- okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, they yeah they got their uh, they won the Grammy for best new That's artist, right. and then they got it taken away. Taken when away. Figured out that they uh, uh, they had lip synced all of that, which we might discuss more later, but. In doing research for this episode, I didn't realize that they lip sync on their actual album. Yeah. I thought they got it taken away just for the performance where they lip synced. I didn't know. No, yeah. It was weird. It was just like, I I don't know what the people who actually sang on the album looked like. I would like to see them and be like, what's wrong with them? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what what was the deal? Like, what was so bad about the way they looked that they just weren't? The yeah. people sing, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Why they determined that was necessary to bring those two guys in. Mm-hmm. Like, was that beauty at the time? And the other two people were not. I went like bad personality. Like they're oh. like, we can't trust these people to do press. Yeah. Like they're, they oh, are just yeah. red flags all over the place. Yeah. Maybe a run young Ron DeSantis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, and they're like, that sounds you are right. a mess. Yeah. That sounds right. Maybe George Santos. Maybe George Santos oh, was in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm tracks. comfortable pinning the Millie Vanilli debacle on those two. Yeah, me too. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. That makes like a lot that. of sense. Yeah. So, okay. So you were in the Millie Vanilli. You were focused very deeply mm-hmm. on them. Um, anything else in the in uh, just uh, um, Just a very, very slow driver as was my permit uh, yes yes okay Very slow driving. Mm-hmm. i was liberal with the brakes <laughs> as you should be uh-huh. you were yeah. 14 uh-huh. yeah. i think a lot of people these days could be a little more liberal with the brakes yes they could <laughs> i agree would you were you scared when you were driving do you think it was yes it was nerve it was yeah. nerve-wracking yeah yeah because you lived in a small town yes. and then you had to get on the interstate and the yes. interstate is freaky uh-huh. And it was also my parents both had very different styles of telling me how to drive. Like my dad was very oh. like every single thing you did was not quite right. And okay. he had a better okay. idea on how to do it. And, sure. And my mom was sort of like, leave me alone. Quit asking oh. me questions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Uh When I started driving, my mom couldn't go anywhere near it. She's like, I just know this is going to be bad. And so dad (laughs) was the one that just opted out. And then dad made me drive like directly into snowbanks so that I would learn how to get out. Like that's that's the level of education. (laughs) We're talking there. Two things about that. One, as a parent, didn't know I could opt out. Really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really like that option. Uh uh Should have taken it. (laughs) Two, I have I failed him? I have not had him drive into any snowbanks. I don't think you failed him okay. because I remember that with <laughs> searing pain. Okay. I remember a day where we had to do that multiple times and it was still snowing. And then by the time we got to our driveway and our driveway was at an incline and he was like, all right, gun it. And I got stuck. And then I was like, fuck this, I'm out. And that yes. was like 14. Yeah. And yeah. It's the first time I probably cursed in front of my dad. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So no, you are not missing the mark. Okay. By doing Perfect. That. But as an adult, I mean, you drive into snowbanks a lot, right? So that's been useful. Always. It's been useful Always. Skill. I go straight for the snowbanks. Yep. Just Amy parking the car, just halfway in a snowbank every time. Especially with my little Honda Fit. Go yeah. straight into the snowbanks. You could lose that in a snowbank. You yeah, can't be right? driving into snowbanks. Some of those snowbanks they do at Target where they just oh, yeah, like yeah. pile over. Yeah. I would never be seen again. <laughs> Not till spring. It'd be gone, exactly. <laughs> until it melts it. I do like the idea of you going into parking lots and seeking out that snowbank <laughs> right. and parking in it. You're like, this is for you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your instruction. Um, my 1990, I was ending seventh grade, mm. starting eighth grade. I was growing out of perm. So oh, yeah. yeah. That was. That Smart. was something. That's a rite of passage. That is a rite of passage. <laughs> that is a rite it of was passage. a perm that I got at the start of sixth grade and persisted through all of middle school and it was very very like i thought i was getting because at the time my hair was more straight Mm -hmm. now my hair is sort of wavy and i thought that's what i was getting um it turned out i did not because it was 1989 or whatever and they're like let's get it curl tight 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 curls yeah and that's what i had as if they had a lot of people coming back in and saying, this isn't tight enough. Right. I don't know what <laughs> you mean. Give me that tight, give me that tight, tight curl. You I didn't, didn't ask for a it. loose curl. I asked <laughs> for a tight curl. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Is it too late to rename the podcast Tight Curls? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that over our time together, we're going to come up with many names for the podcast. So Fuzzy Memories colon right. Tight Curls. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah Tight Curls is great, actually. Yeah. Maybe that's the name of this episode. Just tight curls. Tight curls. Yes. In honor of your growing out your perm in 1990. I've shown you a picture of it. I don't know if I've shown you. It's going to make it all worth it. It really is. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew back in 1990? So how long did that perm, like when do you feel like it fully grew out? Has it grown out? Like right now, is it still there? (laughs) (laughs) Better question. I feel like maybe my hair just never was the same because now it's wavy. Uh It's still growing out. I am 46 years old and it's still growing out. So you're right for another PSA, which is don't (laughs) perm your hair too soon. We don't don't know what it does to kids' texture. Don't perm it. You'll burn it. Something like that. We'll work on it. We'll workshop it, but it's a good start. (laughs) It felt like burning it. I remember that smell. Do you remember that perm smell? Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was a strong, steady smell in 1990. Mm-hmm. So, shall we explore 1990? Oh, let's. I think uh, what we're going to do each episode is take a look at the year in question mm-hmm. through a number of different categories. Yes. And we're, we've each got some thoughts on different categories. We didn't share our notes beforehand. No. We're no. going to surprise one another with our own different experiences <laughs> of the year. We're going to talk about how it affected us. Ooh. Physically, mentally, spiritually. And our hair. And, and our hair. <laughs> Every time I'll hair. talk about how it affected my hair. As yeah. it should. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Aaron, do you want to start us off? Sure. All right. So we just get to start anywhere. Yeah. Start just anywhere. Start anything. What, what are you feeling right now about 1990? Tell us one of the things that you remember from one of our different categories. Well, you know what's weird about 1990 is that I have some very specific memories of things that I know... I could not have, I was obviously secretly consuming at the time. Oh, okay. Because we had some strict TV and movie rules. But when I looked at the things that premiered in 1990, I was like, I watched those. And I mm. know that I wasn't supposed to, especially knowing that I was in fifth grade. Can but we that's... also clarify that you were going to Catholic school at yes, this time? Yeah. Yep. So you probably had some yep. very strict. I was in a cult. 
Yes. So <laughs> it's very strict religious rules as well as well as parental rules. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say something else, and I edited. Oh, that okay, was, that's nice. That was visual editing. Oh, so. great. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready. But the first one that popped up was that Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero debuted in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. It sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I couldn't get enough of it. So you, at nine years old, was like, I was give me that nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, because it ended in when I was in college, I want to say yeah. my freshman or sophomore year of yeah, college. Yeah, like 2000, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And so my freshman, and I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is the end of an institution. Like just being heartbroken. I watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made people on my dorm room floor watch it with me that had never watched it before. I was like, no, this is a thing and you're going to do it. That's all that wow. is going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think you loved so much about 90210? I think I liked that it was because I kind of grew up with my grandma watching soap operas, uh, or yeah. you know, and uh-huh. I would see that she had her daily shows, and I think there was some quality of that to it. But it also it's that thing when you're young, right? Like you like to watch just a little bit older than you, like trying to traverse the world. Mm-hmm. And in my nine year old brain, that seemed real. Like, oh, this is what that's what like. high school's gonna be like. This is like what it is. Donna Martin, yeah, like free what? Donna Martin. Yeah, no. Donna Martin graduates. It's not free Donna Martin. Donna Martin graduates. Yeah, right? it's Donna Martin graduates. Although I did read a snippet that Jason Priestley actually had the people on set yell Donna Martin masturbates. Oh. <laughs> but they knew that they would do a loop with the audio, so they didn't stop. Yeah. Okay. And he today still tells that story in interviews. Great. That doesn't make you look so good, Jason Priestley. Know, that didn't also, age well, that story. I don't think, does he have anything else? No. I guess let I mean, me have Ian that story. Searing had Sharknado. Oh, yeah. But Jason Priestley did not. Do you stand by your love of 902? Yeah, I would watch it now. The original. I don't want to reboot. Oh, no. No. Good Lord, no. need to reboot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never. No, and if there was a diner called the Peach Pit, I'd go in every time. The Peach Pit got some brand name musicians mm-hmm. they got a lot of people yes Wasn't there the peach pit after dark too that like yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i forgot about that i remember like uh, cinemax had a like cinemax after dark thing yes. they showed dirty movies and it's yeah. like they're showing dirty movies at the peach <laughs> am pit? i making was that, that name happening? up or was that the right no, name no, i think you're right i yeah. just totally forgot about that yeah mm-hmm. it was like you yeah. went in the diner and then you went in the back room and it was club land mm-hmm. yes and there was like spin doctors Which is or such something. an interesting concept for a diner when you think about it mm-hmm I mean, can you imagine like a Drake Diner Hills, just turned Aaron. into a club? <laughs> That's what happens in Beverly Hills. That's true. 90210. 90210. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to brag, but I w- it was in a cheesecake factory in Beverly Hills just last year. <laughs> what? <laughs> was there a cheesecake after dark situation? I mean, it was pretty dark in there. They didn't say this is cheesecake after dark, but it was dark. It was implied. <laughs> so in 2022, yes. you oh. went to Cheesecake Factory. Uh-huh. In Beverly Hills, uh-huh. I need ev- I need well all done. the details. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, we, I was there to visit my friend who lives in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. they had a, a Golden Girls pop up restaurant thing. That's right. And we were killing time waiting for our reservation. So, uh, you know, I mean, the pandemic—it's been tough on Beverly Hills. There was a lot of things that were closed. <laughs> to be honest with you, we stumbled upon a cheesecake factory. And They'll I was, survive the apocalypse. I w- yeah, I was just like, "This is it, you guys. I've made it." Yeah. <laughs> if I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, "We did it. We, we did it, Joe." We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> How did that uh, rate against the Golden Girls pop-up then? Um, the Golden Girls Pop thing was 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 fun and it was a nice time and I enjoyed the time I was there uh, with my friend. But it was sort of you know you had like four dishes to choose from. Ah, uh, okay. All right. And they didn't. Have... Whereas Cheesecake Factory has like five right. bajillion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cheesecake okay. Factory has an eighty-five page menu. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they, they didn't have a um, uh, liquor license, so you know we we're uh... like drinking juice. You know, with our with our the food was good, and they had you know they had. Blanche's bedroom okay. set and the kitchen set and stuff. Okay. And it, was, it was lots of photo ops. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. But anyway, five stars for the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> 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 All right, Heath, how about you? What's a, a, a memory, a pop culture thing from 1990 that you want to Probably discuss? the thing that comes to mind first is the movie Pretty Woman. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes, that came out in March of 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <clears throat> thinking about it now, um, <laughs> it's 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 
it should have been darker. It should have been darker. It should have been darker. It should have like, been, darker. Yeah. It should yeah, have been that original movie, 3000, right? That it was going to be. Did you guys hear that yes. story? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Originally, yeah, the, the story gonna like was going to be dark. darker. But you think yeah. of like, you know, a sex worker and a, a, maybe a, a emotionally disconnected <laughs> businessman who, you know, they're probably not, you know, it's probably not going to be as sweet as it turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But I think collectively, I think as uh, as a society, as a world, we all just agreed we were not going to dwell on that. We were going to, you know. Yeah, we were it, just going to let it happen. Yeah, take it as what it is. Uh-huh. And, it, and I didn't know, uh, I was doing research for this, and I, I didn't realize that it's based on a, an opera. Mm-hmm. It is? Yeah, it's based on a... Let me see. I wrote it down. It's an I, opera about sex workers. Verdi's uh, well, La sure Traviata, is. and it's. And the, I think in the. I don't think in the opera. I don't think she was a uh, sex worker. I think she was. It was you know a, like a king type person or you know a, oh, okay. a guy that was kind of up here and she was more of a just like a lowly street lady. Yeah, <laughs> this is like why we had to bring him in because he just elevated the podcast. You did. We got opera. You did. He, he said in. it expertly. Yeah. We all know my <laughs> pronunciation's bad usually, so that was impressive. But like yeah. Julia Roberts was nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. She was. She yeah. was. Uh-huh. How did I forget that? Yeah. For that. Uh huh. She had a year because then she was also in Flatliners that year. Mm-hmm. She had a year. <laughs> she was in. She was in Steel Magnolias the year before. That's right. Oh. Yeah, Julia. You know, one of our categories that we thought of was like, should movies be rebooted from that time? And I thought of a couple of movies that have been rebooted that should not have been. One of them was Flatliners. Right. Flatliners should not have been rebooted. Yeah. I mean, that was a weird movie to start yes. with. Okay. Yeah. But come on. You can't replace Kiefer Sutherland and no. Julia Roberts and no. Jason Patrick. And who else was in it? Other people. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. replace those <laughs> other people. Those other, yeah. You can't do it. No. Another movie that should not have been rebooted, Total Recall. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love me Colin Farrell. I mm. love Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. But I love cheap animatronic 1990 yes. Total Recall. Uh-huh. Yeah. To us, to <laughs> And it had Sharon Stone in it. It, it had yeah, Sharon Stone. Yeah, that's movies. true. Yeah. I, so do you think Pretty Woman should be rebooted as the 3000? Like, should we get the original? No. Yeah. At no. this point, how dare you yeah. even talk about that? Yeah. You can't really touch it. We also can't, another movie that can't be touched from that year is Ghost. Mm. Oh, you right, can't yeah. touch mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. or Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you even imagine? They're going to probably try and reboot it at some point. Oh, you yeah. know they are. But how yeah. dare you? Yeah. yeah. They made it into a Broadway musical. They did? Yeah. Huh. This is a theme I do not understand. I don't <laughs> There are so many movies turning into musicals I do not understand. And like I can't... Back to the Future? What the? F- yeah. No. <laughs> no. The music alone, like having to do that, it just makes me think that it's like some composer that is a little past his prime and he's like, oh, it's kind of like an intellectual property assignment for a writer. Like, I'm just going to, I have to write to the outline and this guy's like, I have to write songs for some (laughs) back to the future. Mm -hmm. Like, who thought this was a good idea to make it a musical? Sorry, apologies. Never seen it. Maybe it's great, but it's, I... I refuse on principle. You should. I refuse. I should. Same with Ghost. I'm not sure I want to see that in a... Yeah, I don't. What, what I, do we think is behind that? Is it like a nostalgia thing that's like making us I make musicals? I, I think it's that people there's name recognition. Yes. So yeah. when the people that are paying for all this stuff, they're like, oh well, people are going to recognize. You know, we're going to get at least a few months of you know slack jawed yokels coming in from Indiana yeah, or Iowa. Yeah, or Iowa. <laughs> Iowa coming sure. to New York and and go see it because they're like, oh, I remember that movie. You right. Know, more than a, a, a title that they have nothing. They know nothing about. It's a smaller hill to get over than right. like a brand new you've never heard of. Come see a musical, or they could just make something good. I mean, it would, I think it'll work out. If Imagine you just that make something yes. good and yes. cast yes. the right people. You know. Speaking of good, in my research, I found that there was another movie that came out in 1990 called Frankenhooker. And <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> a cat. <gasp. laughs> Why was 1990 the movie the year about uh, sex workers and prostitutes? <laughs> But I had to look up the plot, so I did. And it was some, like, mad scientist who is deeply in love with his wife, and then his wife dies, and he decides, well, I'm going to I'm gonna make her alive again, so I'm going to go get a hooker and put her head on the hooker's body no. oh, so I get a better shoot. body at the same time. Oh, and so now my wife oh. is Frankenhooker. 
Dang it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like how there's it's a little misogynistic yep. too. It's like I want my wife back, but not like I, you know, in I her, want her, to her look soft better. and shitty body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like go. her head on a nice body, please. <laughs> Yeah. So that movie exists. I did not is take Kiefer the official Sutherland step. In that? What? Is Kiefer Sutherland in that movie? He's <laughs> <laughs> probably providing a voice. Sharon okay. Stone is, though. Yeah. <laughs> I did not take the extra step of watching it. Oh, shoot. I, oh. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask a follow-up question if he then has her, like if he's using her as a sex worker for money. I mean, with the name like Frankenhooker. Right? You've like, got to be that's doing that. That's where it's that, going, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So the misogyny continues. Continues, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Also, final note on movies. Uh, did you guys remember the movie Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael? No. Okay, I was obsessed with this movie, and it came out in 1990. It was Winona Ryder, and she had a year because mermaids she had came mermaids, out that year too. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, and then this one. Wow. And this one had Jeff Daniels and like a bunch of people that you would recognize from 80s and 90s movies. And it's about her name in the movie is Dinky Bassetti. <laughs> Okay, all right. Which is a name someone thought of and decided Winona Ryder should play. Yes. That'd be a good name okay. for a cat. It really, yeah, it really <laughs> That's a terrific cat name. Yeah. So Dinky is a 15-year-old sort of outcast, and she's living I in this I can't imagine swamp, why. Right? <laughs> she has everything she, going for her. Her parents kind of suck. They're trying to send her to a, like a rehab school somewhere because she's weird. And then they're living in this small town, and there was a young woman named Roxy Carmichael, who moved away 15 years ago. And she's decided, she's made it big. She's famous now, so she's going to come home. And this town is absurdly obsessed with Roxy. They've turned her childhood home into a museum. They're throwing, like, this whole ball in honor of Roxy Carmichael. And Winona Ryder, Dinky Bassetti, (laughs) becomes convinced that Roxy Carmichael is her mom because she's adopted. And so the movie then continues along that vein. Oh my gosh! I mean, and then there's a little teen romance with a a boy that, an actor that then disappeared, as he rightly should have. Oh, he, yeah. he was, it, yeah. It was very 1990 hair, clothes, okay, okay. acid washed, everything. I mean, yeah. it kind of sounds good. I'm kind of in. It is. I rewatched it. Okay. Um, and there's a few moments where, like, said love interest, uh, joins in. Everyone making fun of her, and then tells her he likes her. He's like, and you're going to have to, like, dress better if you want to be my girlfriend. Like, you you know, that kind of stuff. And no one, like, pushes back on it. Like, that's the kind of message that Mm. the movie then promotes. That tracks, yeah. And there's, like, a makeover component at the end. Uh, Of course. Yeah. Of course. But, hey, in 1990, I watched that somewhere on HBO, (laughs) somewhere. I recorded it on VHS, and I watched that VHS a lot. This is exactly why you were meant for this podcast. Because these are the gems that we need Mm -hmm. that I never heard of that. Yeah. And you literally recorded it on the VHS. I sure did. Do you have any idea where that VHS might be? Uh, lost to the oh. annals of time. Dang it. The annals of time? The annals of time. I like annals. Better. I like the annals. <laughs> lost to the annals of time. Is that a better name for this show? Yeah. <laughs> the annals of time. Whoa. Second title possibility. Yeah. The, um, uh... <laughs> My uh, my mom rented Pretty Woman for me so many times at the gas station in Parkersburg uh-huh. that they just were like, we'll just sell it to you. Oh, my like, God. They're like, you're the only one that's renting this. So they just sold it to her for like $5. Wow. <laughs> and that's how I got my own copy of Pretty Woman on VHS. <laughs> you, that's a hack. Yeah. In today's world, that's a hack. Uh-huh. You got a movie just because you rented it so uh-huh. much. You're not going to get that on iTunes, kids. You're, You're not, not going to go and, and rent Pretty Woman on iTunes enough times that iTunes is going to call you and be like, you know like, what? Like, listen. We'll just, just sell it to you. It. Yeah. You can have it. That made me immediately think of video stores and like oh, the, yeah. the joy of walking mm-hmm. around and seeing what was available. Oh, mm-hmm. somebody rented it. What a world. I worked at Hy-Vee when I was in high school, which is the Iowa grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's also other states, right? Yeah. Like it's through the Midwest. It's expanded. Oh, there's one in Kansas. Missouri. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but I worked in many roles, but one of them was at the video store in Hy-Vee. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that was a time because the amount of people that would return their movies late and then demand that they don't have to pay late fees <laughs> or return it and then say, I didn't get to rewind it. So then I had to rewind it. Like all 1990s issues. <laughs> When I think of video store, I immediately think of this tape that was hanging down that was melted. 
And it was like, don't leave VHS in a hot car. (laughs) (laughs) It was obviously a problem at ours. People were melting VHS cassettes all over the place. All right, what's what's your next uh, category, Erin? You know, I was I was peeking through surprises, trying to think. Uh, this is this is a random one, but I discovered in some research that this is the year that Microsoft started putting solitaire on all of their computers. Oh, <laughs> okay, but <laughs> weird enough as it is. But this is the reason why, because they thought it would help users as computers got more popular with their like dragging and clicking skills. Oh, so, so it was, it was supposed- a training tool. Yeah, it was a training tool, which led me to think, why am I still playing solitaire? Like I'm addicted to that game. I have it on my phone. Because someone in 1990 was like, put it on this all the computers. The yeah. Whoa. And it has endured this long. I don't think it gets enough credit. If you mm. just threw it on in 1990 as a training tool. I mean, we all remember like Oregon Trail and like the you know, Mavis teaches typing or whatever, but those, they're long gone. Solitaire, mm-hmm. still around. I know not a popular pop culture, <laughs> but this is something we would never have known right. had you not done some research and dug in. Yeah. And, and I this was is just what the amazed. annals of time is about. Exactly. Solitaire. Exactly. I still do a daily solitaire challenge every day. I, I that's not saying a lot solitaire. about me, but... So that means there's a whole generation of people that didn't grow up with solitaire right. on there. They probably computer. don't know how to use computers. Yeah. Right. Dummies. They can't even drag and click because <laughs> they never learned black on red, red on black. How did you guys learn to type? Did you have like typing class? We had a typing class in yeah, uh, we had middle a typing school class, or maybe yeah. early high school. I got like my parents, we got a computer from Sears. Oh. And Throwback. so, you know, this was high top of the line computer Mm -hmm. and there was like a software that came with it that was teach yourself how to type and so i remember it was just like hitting the q key again 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 but me whatever age i was 11 12 was like this is the best (laughs) so i taught myself how to type of course you did. This, uh, that's not surprising. Yeah. Like the rest of us had to be forced and Amy was like, no worries. I got a break between. Welcome. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to type. And we had our computer like in the basement, like in a windowless room. And I was like, nope, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than hanging out with my baby brothers. Woohoo. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solitaire. So. Can you beat solitaire, Heath? Um, I can't beat it, but I can join it. Okay. Oh, I, would, right. I would say yes. for me, it was the song, uh, All I Want to Do is Make Love to You by Heart. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Yes. yes. That was a whole story. Yes. It if was you listen to the lyrics, they're insane. Essentially, the story of the song is a woman picks up a guy yep. who's just in the middle of a rainstorm, takes him to a hotel, which if you really listen to the lyrics... It, you know, it says it's a place she knows well. So apparently she's That's done this right. before. <laughs> she bangs it out with hitchhikers all the time. <laughs> she just <laughs> is trying to get someone to get her pregnant. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, they're kind of, you know, there's a, there's some mild slut shaming in the lyrics there of this is. song. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I know I did, what I didn't know before now was that Shania Twain's ex-husband, Lang, he wrote it. He wrote a shit ton of stuff he at that did. time. Yeah. He wrote that. Yeah. Good for a guy named Mutt. Yeah, yeah. And I do know, and I also, yeah, I thought uh, it was like Hart's biggest, one of their biggest hit songs ever. But that like, they sense. don't like to perform it anymore. It's really? sort of like, you know, which, I, which I, I get. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And it, I can't, I, it's unclear to me whether, because at the end, she's in the lyrics in the song, she says, you know, please understand, I'm in love with another man. That's right. And it makes you wonder, like, was she with that person when she was picking up hitchhikers oh. to have sex? That was pregnant? immediately my thought, yeah. Because if it, the man she was in love with couldn't get her pregnant, you know, yeah. for whatever medical reasons that are probably not so his fault and we shouldn't judge him the road. <laughs> like, yeah, but then that's, her, that's where you went. It's just... just Sperm donors on the road. Wouldn't she? Wouldn't he notice? Like, wouldn't, yeah. he, wouldn't there be some questions? Like, oh well, I think the doctor said I couldn't have done this. So, yeah, how did it? Yeah, it's a miracle. Uh huh. And this again, this and with Pretty Woman, maybe there's a theme here for me. There but it's there is. I shouldn't have been 
listening to this stuff at this age. Like it shouldn't <laughs> oh, seem normal to, sure. to a fourteen year old to be like, for Oh yeah. Sure. Oh. She picked you know, she, yeah, you know. she picked yes. up a guy. Yeah. It's a, it's such a good point because I remember like listening to this with my mom uh-huh. and we're like, oh. oh so oh such a love story. <laughs> such a love story. <laughs> what was wrong with us? Crept too fast. Story. It was Frankenhooker times. That's what was wrong with well, us. When you have a movie like that. Yeah. yeah. I do, I do, uh, not to keep dwelling on Pretty Woman, although... Please, we, why we not? Could. Yeah. I do recall in, in middle school, a girl who I went to school with who um, liked to quote the line, 50 bucks, grandpa, for 75, the wife can watch. <laughs> and she wasn't like... I don't think she really got what was what no. she was saying, but, you know, there's like this 14-year-old girl who's like, you know, offering, you know... Offering yourself <laughs> up. Offering yourself up. To anyone to, who to, will... Um... I want to talk about crushes. Oh, yeah. Who we loved in 1990. Okay. Um, I fell in love with my first gay boy at church. Oh, was it Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Besides Jesus. Okay. I mean, obviously, there was sexy Jesus. And then there was this boy that turned out later gay. As a side note, I heard this week someone say, just, I'm not even going to give you any context. I'm just going to give you the line. Jesus loves a good Birkenstock joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's reverberated almost every day. And when you said Jesus, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I mean, of course he does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First crush. Yeah. Church. And this crush lasted like all through high school. And I remember there was one time he must have been like trying to be straight or something because like we went on a date and but it was at the time and I'll probably talk about this in future episodes where I was going to have jaw surgery. <laughs> so I had a mouthful of not only braces, but I had hooks going up above the braces so much so that I had taught myself never to smile. Oh. This went on for about six months. And this was the time he decided, yep, let's try a lady. <laughs> so we... <laughs> I want to I try a lady. I'm going to find an unhappy one. <laughs> Deeply unhappy one, and one that gives me an excuse not to kiss her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we went to a movie, and as the movie was going, I was so miserable. I was like, "I've blown my shot. I've blown it." Oh no! Absolutely blown. Well, it. What made you think you blew it? Uh, just the the mouth, the fact that I wasn't smiling. Oh, and I was barely talking. Oh. And I was like, "He's gonna see my hooks. He's gonna see my hooks." <laughs> Oops. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Were so you that... able to eat at this time? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I assume you weren't just starving for six months. <laughs> I assume that somehow you got some nutrition. <laughs> no, I was. I mean, it was very much like the. Because I had braces twice. I had braces all through junior high, and then I got them back in high school as they were preparing me for this surgery. Which, by the way, Surgery didn't work. I'm actually going to a TMJ specialist tomorrow because my jaw hurts all the fucking time. No. Anyway. Um, is, is it from too much smiling? Too much smiling. <laughs> I overcompensated. Yeah. I went the other way. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I was eating, and stuff, obviously, but, like, you know, my mom would cut the corn off the cob and things right. like this, you know, trying to, like, make things Because I had little... this picture of you sitting in the movie theater with him, and him he bought you popcorn, and you were trying to fake it, and you couldn't eat it, so you're just, like, taking popcorn, just, like, toss it over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a pile Well, I think I was also the doing the girl thing of, like, no, I'm not hungry. I you don't know, eat popcorn. Kind of yeah. 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 I never eat popcorn in I movies. never eat popcorn. Never. Butter? Oh, my what? God. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, and besides that, I also had a crush on River Phoenix. Oh, yeah. 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 River, oh, man. He was beautiful. Gorgeous. And he was in some of my, he was so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was good. I also had a crush. Yeah? Yep. Who? Well, I thought I was really clever because his name was Brad, and I secretly to my friends would call him Milton Bradley, which is (laughs) not a good it's not a good code name. No, that's not sexy. It has his name in it. Yeah, yeah. But I thought yeah. I was super clever. And the thing that's really questionable at myself at this time is that the thing that got me was that he drank his milk by, like, turning his hand around the carton and doing this. And I was like, wow, he's so smooth. <laughs> 
Also, because this is a podcast and no one had a visual, you were curving your hand yeah. around like a oh, hook. Oh, sorry. You're right. Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you were curving your hand like a hook. Like yes. he had a like hook. Like he came in. Okay. Take your hand straight towards the milk yeah. carton. You think you're going to pick it up. Yep. Instead, you go around the you back. Go around. Yeah. Grip it from the front in the most awkward way possible yeah. and drink out of it. And yeah. he somehow managed to make that happen. Uh-huh. I still, to this day, can't tell you why. Because he knew it would turn, make the girls go wild. I think it was a, yeah. I mean, I think it was a sign of his absolutely douchey personality. Uh, but yeah. I, at the time, oh, thought. I, I assumed it was carpal tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> at age nine. <laughs> just getting it. Teaching myself typing. <laughs> I can't drink milk. <laughs> oh. And I always gave him my milk because I couldn't stand drinking milk out of those cartons. Oh. Well, and as we mentioned, I went to Catholic school, so the nuns would often shame you if you didn't eat everything, that like you were right. required to eat everything on your plate. And so I had to get my milk off because they would shake your milk carton to either make sure you didn't stuff food in it or that you drank it. So I'd have to like offload it to someone. They'd have to drink it and I'd have to take it back. What the? Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not drinking. That. How does that help the cult? I don't understand. Ah, healthy bones. Yeah, healthy bones. Yeah. Healthy <laughs> Make bones. sure their initiates don't get osteoporosis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Did you have a crush at the time, Keith? I think, I think probably Julia Roberts, but that's oh, just because yeah. I thought that's, you know, I was like, that seemed like, like the assignment. Like I was just, I wanted to do the assignment, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone was in love with her. So yes. I'm going to do yes. the assignment. That makes sense. But I was just like, you know. She's a convincing sex worker. <laughs> she likes I love Lucy. I do have to say, there's still something about her mouth slash smile that always, oh, yeah. I'm always like, what? I always <laughs> yeah. want to look at it a little bit yeah. more. There's just so many teeth. There's right. so, so many, many. Teeth. I mean, I assume it's within the realm of normal. I mean, you know, I don't know. But it just seems like there's more than the average person. Yes. I think I felt I loved her too because she was a redhead. And I was like, mm. oh, there's mm-hmm. a famous redhead. And look how pretty she is. And look, she's fucking Richard Gere. That's great. Yeah. Great news for me. I guess. Terrific. I don't know. <laughs> if you want it. Richard Gere. Women well. supporting women. That's yes. what I said. <laughs> Even at 13, I knew what was up. Yeah. You were a feminist from <laughs> the day right. you came out. <laughs> That's great news for me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, All right, Aaron, what you got for us? Okay. I, I went. I Listen, we know I grew up to be a true crime fanatic. Uh, yeah, you sure that did. That started early. Okay. Because I wanted to be Jane Pauley. And this mm. is back when she hosted like the nighttime specials, you know, where she got all the good interviews or she she took us deep into a murder. Dateline wasn't always murder then. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, topical. But I... Not, not to interrupt, but when you said I want to be Jane Pauley, I thought you said I want to be Jane Pauley. And I'm like, who's Pauley? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not Pauly Shore. Pauly no. Shore. Pauly Shore, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, one of the biggest art crimes ever happened during 1990. Art crimes? Art crimes. And still A-R-T. remains the A-R-T. world of art. I think she's talking about Frankenhooker. Yeah. It's a Frankenhooker. It is. It is. And it still remains unsolved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It happened in the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Okay. And a couple guys showed up. They were in police uniforms. And they knew there was two security guards and one was on a round and the other one was at the door. And they said, hey, there's a disturbance in the courtyard. We got a call on the security system or whatever. They let them in. They tied up the two security guards, said, we'll see you in a year. That was a direct quote. And stole a bunch of art and left. And they got away with it. Like $500 million worth wow. of art. Holy out of shit. Yeah. And they found like... It's popped up different places, like individual pieces a few times, but they've never recovered and they've never, they think they know the two suspects, or that's what the FBI says, that they think they know who they are, but they're both dead. I don't, they didn't know at all. They just, enough they're time just passed and they were like, we can say yeah. they're dead and it's fine. <laughs> but it was never solved and it wow. blew my mind. So you at nine years old were like, this is it. This is great. Like, yeah. I need to know everything about this. Mm-hmm. I need to understand from the inside out. I need to know if those security guards got fired. Yeah. I need to know why they felt like it was necessary to repeat that quote over and over. We'll see you in a year, which sounds like a throwaway, like we're laughing. But they took it serious. They're like, we didn't think that they were going to come back for a year. Well, 
The museum would open the next day, sir. I mean, I think it was somewhat hidden, but it wasn't like no one is ever going to find this spot in the museum. Like the security guards are just gone and someday we're going to find their bones. Like they found them within the same night. These I tiny believe. little skeletons. Yeah. We thought we'd be up. here for a year. Yeah. That's what they said. <laughs> so tells me then maybe your hiring protocols weren't where they needed to be for security guards. Sure. For right. sure. Fair. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But also, I mean, stealing art like that – what do you do with it once it's stolen? Like, right? do you just want it for your house? Because you can't really sell it. Because you sell it to somebody, like at some point, it's going to yeah. be discovered. Right? Yeah. Stolen. Yeah. You have so a good point. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually kind of worthless in some right. ways because you can't really fence it without. I would assume that there was probably some big inner network of rich people that did. It's oh, a yeah. bond fence villain, it or something. Mm-hmm. and it's a super villain of yeah. some sort that has all the art and buys all the art. Yeah. And. It's a guy like in Glass Onion. And yes. you go and he like pulls, he's like, do you want to do something really secret? <laughs> yeah. And he like pulls the curtain it's in yes, a glass right. case and you're like, okay. It's some douche that is using it to impress uh, a, an impressionable girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't know the art anyway. So yeah. it's not really working. Like, And thinks. it's also like, why am I here? Why? <laughs> why am I here? This was a bad move. This is, I was just hitchhiking. You've got to see my hooks. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing that I really liked about the story okay. is that I kept thinking that they were going to get caught because how do you keep that a secret? How do you steal $500 million worth of art and you just never tell anyone? Yeah. Like you had to tell someone. Oh, yeah. And who do you trust enough to tell not to turn on you? Like, I just feel like if you're the type of person that you want to do that and you did it successfully, it's got to be eating at you that you can't be like, that was me. For sure. Like 100% right. Right. that was me. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. How was. many people was it? The Two too maybe they're a couple they're soulmates yeah. so they've oh, yeah. decided they're never gonna tell anyone and they just sit around until they died according yeah. to the fbi and, and they just regale jealous each other with yeah. their stories remember like, when you did that yeah remember when you told the security guard he was gonna be there for a year and he yeah. believed you yeah i feel like one of them was suspicious that the other one was maybe gonna break up with them <laughs> so they were like Let's rob a, let's rob this museum, and then if you ever leave, I'll turn you in. Like, yes. I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh, it was coercion yeah. of that's something. so yes. much better. Right, it was lovers blackmail. Yes, uh-huh. lovers blackmail. Also a good name for podcast. Yes, <laughs> terrific. Fuzzy memories colon lovers blackmail. <laughs> oh man, I also thought earlier when you said great news for me. It's a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <title>. <laughs> got something for us another category perhaps it wasn't a movie we i know we uh, movie songs are on the list and um since we can't just keep talking about <laughs> pretty woman and roxette and it must have been love you can <laughs> i think uh, i think we could spend some time talking about uh hold on by wilson phillips that came yes. out that oh year. that was this year yeah. oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah sure was i actually oh, went through uh-huh. and made a list of all the songs that are still on my spotify from that year and hold on was one of them yeah yeah it's endured Wow. I don't even know to go, where to go from there because that's... <laughs> it's It almost needs... That changed the world. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> I think Who we, would we be without Wilson Phillips? <laughs> I think my favorite scene... There's two scenes on. from the video that I love the most. It's when, the when they do the... Uh, kind of hit the bridge about two-thirds of the way through yeah. and they, they're doing the march down the boardwalk <laughs> and it's someday somebody's going... <laughs> and they're just... Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, at one point they're on the beach, and there's uh, China and Wendy are you know were the th- two thinner women in yes. the group, and they're yes. like you know, you can see skin, you can see legs, shoulders, you know they've got, and then, they <laughs> and then they've up. got poor Carney oh, like no. in a head to toe suit, and it's like you can maybe see like her hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like who picked out their outfits for this? Like I mean, yeah. like I, I don't know. It doesn't, yeah. like, who wears Let's a suit to the beach? Let's just hide her, hide her body and put her in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we can't kick her out because she's a great singer. Right. She's holding it together, really. She's holding uh-huh. it together, but we got to put the skinny girls out front. Yeah. Yeah. And it just is so, I mean, it's just so blatant what they were trying to do. They might as well have just had like words flashing on the bottom of the screen that's like, it's not okay to be not thin. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Fat is bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
we were just earlier this summer we were at i was at pride and uh we were at, at a bar you know and being prideful and so full of pride <laughs> came, a remix of this song came on oh, and oh, i oh. almost lost my mind <laughs> Remix. Wait, in joy or in horror? Like, in joy. Okay, like, I was okay. just I was happy okay. to be hearing it, but I was yeah. just like, of course, a remix. They should have been a remix of this a long time ago. And that wow. should be a pride anthem. Uh-huh. And should. Is can anyone name another Wilson Phillips song? Um uh, Release Me. Right. That was the follow-up. Okay. Because I uh, hold on. Make up your mind. It's <laughs> a lot of misspecing. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh huh. I there was it? more. They it? had like five songs off that. that yeah, first that album CD was that, huge. Yeah, it was for yeah. a long time. It's they just hold on, just took over. Yeah. And then I can't think of another. And then it came song. back with Bridesmaids yeah. like it ten did. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Which is it should. It should. It, it was, was perfect. Wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I saw them in concert. Like, Did you win? Yeah, it was sort of. Uh, they were riding the wave of the bridesmaids. Thing, oh, okay. okay. And right. they were playing at. Was it at Pride? At, at, no, it was at Prairie Meadows. It should have been at the Pride. casino here. <laughs> <in Des Moines. laughs> Our local casino. Yes. That sounds right. And I remember the tickets were not very expensive. I remember buying them, and I'm like, as the show got closer i felt bad i was conflicted because i was like i kind of bought these as a joke and i feel weird about going and standing there in front of them like i don't want you know is that mean to just yeah. go stand there and be like haha you idiots and <laughs> but i was like no you know we'll go uh, you know my husband and i went and i was like we will be we'll, we'll be nice we'll be yeah. polite we'll cheer them on and stuff yeah. and it was so weird because we were like in the third row <laughs> Oh my gosh! What was the like? What was the crowd like? Who was in the crowd? The, the crowd was middle-aged women, sure, mostly. Yep. That who sounds right. D- were no longer familiar with what their limits were as far as alcohol. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's important. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they would people would dis- disappear from their seats for like fifteen minutes, and they'd come back with like four bottles of beer. Oh, and it was just for them. Like they would just sit oh. there and they would just they were drinking this beer, and then <laughs> oh, at one point that's a bad idea. At one point, they invited the band, invited people up on stage. No, and there was oh. no security, that's and so there dangerous. was just probably a hundred people on stage with them. You couldn't <laughs> see them; they were clearly scared. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then they finally got people to go back to their seats, but like during this whole time, there were people on stage trying to take selfies, you know. Yeah. And this was sort of a little bit before, uh, you know, smartphones as we had them yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. It's people with flip phones trying to take selfies, and they're not doing it right, so they just keep doing it over and oh, over again. No. <laughs> then, oh no! The probably the high point of the evening for me was when. A woman who was very drunk came and stood in the aisle right in front of Michael and I. <laughs> and we were sitting and I was like, could you move? <laughs> I asked her nicely, I yeah. thought. <laughs> and she was like, why don't you stand up? <laughs> and I said, I said, or you could move. <laughs> she said, or you could stand up. Oh, so this was just a standoff. Oh, no. Sitting standoff. <laughs> Oh and then, you know, at that point, she walked away a few seconds later. But it's just like, did I almost get into a fight at a Wilson, <laughs> at a Wilson Phillips? Phillips. Was at she Prairie wearing a t-shirt that said "Mama Bear"? Probably, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. What it, What was Michael's reaction to Wilson Phillips? Yeah. First off, did he remember the song? He he remembered the okay. song, and he was you know he was sort of like I think he was being a good sport about it. Okay. You know yeah. I, yeah. he he could have picked where he could. He, where he could be that night, I don't think it would have been at a Wilson Phillips sure. concert at Prairie Meadows. I think he was interested to see what it was like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and as we know, Michael is highly optimistic. Yes. And yeah. open to things. Uh-huh. And it's a wonder that I am friends with him <laughs> and that you are married to him. Yes, yes. Boggles my mind every day <laughs> in a lovely way. <laughs> Whereas your husband, you guys make sense in a deep way. <laughs> just very similar yeah in a lot of ways yeah we are very different in a lot of ways but very similar do you think yeah. mike would have gone to a wilson phillips concert if i bought the tickets and said we're going he'd yeah. been like oh, <laughs> he would have been like all right yeah yeah he wouldn't have any questions all right until maybe when we got there and then he'd be like wait wait what <laughs> <laughs> wait who are we seeing? he blindly trusts me even though many times i've taken advantage of that <laughs> many many times i've gotten us into situations we should not be in ever they give good stories they do. I yeah. What can you do? And we both attract weirdos. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. 
Would you consider that you attract weirdos, Heath? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I, was, I mean, you know, look at you two. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's true. Here we are. And that lady at the Wilson Fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of. That's true. I mean, we did make you sign a billion-year contract, so you let us into, our, uh-huh. into your life. Mm-hmm. That's true. I got about the billion-year contract. Yeah, now you're stuck. That's the vibe I put out. <laughs> <laughs> like, weirdos let me in. Um, okay, well, I have a memory of an after-school special. Ooh, <gasps> I love those. Which was Over the Limit. Do you remember this one? First of all, that you know the name is... I, they I, all have just blended together. Okay, no. Can we I guess what it, what it was about just based on the title? I assume it was about drinking, right? Indeed. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Because the titles were always on the nose. Uh-huh. We should... Right? That's a game we should play at We some should point. play that. Just read <laughs> after school okay, special titles. Okay, we should because I actually, in my research, I was trying to like what after school specials came out when you know mm-hmm. and there was an exhaustive website that listed every one by year and like 25 years worth and the time yeah we should play a game of what this was i'd also like to play a game of uh listing plot points from or 90210 and see which ones were real and which ones weren't yes. that's genius yeah yes. like do like do two like do two that were a lie yes. and one that was true and you have to pick which one maybe every 90s episode we do that because it ran all through the 90s it did uh-huh. Boom. yeah through the 90s yes i like that over the limit was about two teenagers i think it was two teenagers they got drunk and they drove oh no and they ended up killing somebody Ooh. And then they hid it. And the guilt just ate at them until, like, you know, there was some trial or something. And they had to, like, come out, like, we did it, kind of thing. Did they go to jail? I don't remember. Are you sure this wasn't I Know What You Did Last Summer? (laughs) (laughs) Which came first, this one or I Know What You Did Last Summer? Definitely this one. But overall, it just made me think of, you know, they were very um, earnest, those shows. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very, uh, there was no subtlety. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they really just hammered it home. Heavy-handed. 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 Yep, that's handed. a good way to describe it. Also, full of product placement. Oh. Like, because I... <laughs> <laughs> well, who wants their product in that? Yeah. Bush light. Cereals. <laughs> Bush light. It's on YouTube, and you can see, like, the chapter markers, and, like, every five minutes, there's a commercial for, like, Kick Cereal or something like Kicks. that. <laughs> oh. Which I loved Kick Cereal, I did, too. Yeah. I so did. wholesome. Yeah. Also very hard to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were kid-tested and mother-approved. Mother-approved. So. Mother-approved. Who knows where dad was? Yeah. Dad didn't approve. <laughs> dad matter. wasn't around. He no. was a deadbeat. No, dad was like, that cereal's too loud. Shut your mouth when you chew. <laughs> dad was with his other family. <laughs> he had moved on. Dad was in that hotel. <laughs> Dad was I had the the galley accidentally got pregnant yeah. <laughs> after she picked him up off the side of the road. That's he was right. like, "Oh wait, I've got another kid." Oh, oh shit! Yeah. He has my eyes too. Damn it! Oh, it's so obvious. So many eyes. Wow. After school specials. Hmm. There was one I remember we watched in health class, and it oh. was um, uh, who was Allie McBeal? Who's the actress? That played oh, Calista Flockhart. Yeah, Calista yeah. Flockhart was in it, and she uh, she was bulimic. Oh, that was the yes. Yeah. I remember that one very clearly. Yeah, and I remember what, what I remember two things from it clearly. Um, that she was said if you drank a bunch of water before a meal, it would fill you up, uh-huh. and so you wouldn't eat as much. Uh-huh. And that she, when she would uh, throw her food up, she would throw it up in glass jars and keep it in her closet. Yes, and it was like yes. Her closet was full of fucking right. glass jars with vomit in it. Yes. And it's like, well, of course someone is going to find these. Yeah. Like, it was why didn't we like... use a toilet? Right. Why didn't we flush away the yeah, evidence? Why were you not right. flushing it? Yeah, or even th- throw it out the window. I don't know. Like, just dump it in the, dump it in the trash can somewhere, also, you know? how can you control you, yeah. vomiting into a glass jar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reject that premise. Of that. Yeah. But I remember watching it, and it felt like an instruction manual for right. Alenia. Right. They I was were like, oh, okay. I think I even tried. Like, could I stick my finger down my throat? The answer was no. It would not allow me. Because mm-hmm. of the like... hooks. <laughs> 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 I think it was more in my stomach. It's like, no, food is supposed to stay yeah. down here. Yeah, don't so do that to yourself. We're not going to let you do any mm-hmm. weirdness to try and be a size. Also, Calista Flockhart, who like traditionally so looks skinny. like her bones could break mm-hmm. if a bird flies by, uh-huh. is an interesting 
She was also a teen model. That's what's her character. She was a high school student, but she was also like a teen model too. Huh. Which felt like it was a legitimate career path uh-huh. at that time. Yeah. It did, didn't it? Maybe that's like today's influencers. Mm, you're right. Yeah. The youths. Mm-hmm. Youths. I remember when Mason was like in kindergarten or first grade and they had to fill out this thing of, you know, what do you want to be? And they give it to you. At, they do at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year. And his were, you know, traditional things. But I think one of them was like scientist. And the teacher said, oh, it was nice to not see like YouTuber. And I was like, really? <laughs> just across the board. She's like, yeah, that's a lot of them. It's just that I want to be a YouTube star. I mean, I can't fault him because I remember like around this time, it felt like if you just walked in a mall, you would be discovered as yes. the next model yes. or the next pop star. You're getting glamour shots. So you were <laughs> yeah. a step closer than the rest of us ever I think this were. was actually maybe the year I did get the glamour shots. Yeah. Not by choice, let me remind no, you. No, no, but still, <laughs> okay. you were You were, you were a step that. closer than we were. Yeah. Well, it, it, was a, it was a forced endeavor to try and make me a little more girly and it worked and it horrified me worse. And I was like, well, I'm going to go the opposite direction then. Yeah. Pants all the time. <laughs> Pants forever. all the time. Also, good podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at this. We're so good at naming things. We're so good at naming things. If, <sighs> if you would like us to name your podcast, please send a self-addressed stamped envelope and a check for $25. <laughs> Some cereal box tops. Yeah. Send them our way. Self-addressed <laughs> Oh, I still get one of those sometimes for the business, like a company or something will send a self-addressing envelope and it's always shocking. Like you open it and you're like, oh. There's still some publishing, like presses that ask you to send them. Like first they ask you to send hard copies. I'm like, why are we doing this in 2023? And then they say include a SASE and it's like, what? That's wild. It's just wild behavior. wild. Getting reckless with stamps and they just went up. I, I've got a question for you guys as we uh, wrap up. Yes. Would you say there's maybe like a, a word or a phrase that would encapsulate this year for you and some of your key memories, your key experiences? Iambic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You were poem poems. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. Okay. <laughs> I would just say rhyming. Low-level rhyming. <laughs> no, we're going to stick with the first one. That's a, a podcast name, too. I am a contaminator. Yeah, yeah. That's a surefire skip. <laughs> <laughs> People won't be able to search for it. They'll be like, how do you spell How do you spell <laughs> pentameter? Yeah. What is this? Is there yeah. an I in there? What? <laughs> God. Do you have anything here? Probably like, I don't know. This is dumb, but like the beginning, you know, yeah. for yeah. something like that's yeah. when kind of, you know, it was the new decade and yeah. I, I started high school that year and sort of, you know, and that was, I mean, that was probably when it first dawned on me at least that like yeah. at some point in the next few years, you know, 10 years later, it was not going to be 19, whatever exactly. anymore. It was going to be 2000, which really seemed like, big you deal. know, the future. We mm-hmm. will be teleporting by then. Indeed. There will be flying cars. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Would you say the future has been disappointing? Yes, every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's because of the world or because just we're adults and we're middle-aged adults and we got to deal with middle-aged adult life? I think a combination of oh, those uh-huh. two things. I think, you know, there's a fair amount of just like, you know, the standards are fair. Mine, anyway, are pretty low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pretty low and it's still somehow... Somehow the world's not meeting them. <laughs> yeah. There's some things, though, that you're like, oh, okay, I can appreciate that mm-hmm. now that I'm, you know, older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other things that I'm like, this is a crock of mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Which feels like a term from 1990. Yeah. Well done. Also you. you did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Also, viable podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> A crock or a crock of shit? A crock of shit. A crock of shit. shit. And how do we spell that crock? Is it C-R-O-C, like the shoe, or C-R-O-C-K? I would put a K on it, I think. C-R-O-C-K. Country crock. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. Or a country crock of shit. That's even better. That's better. Built-in sponsorship. Oh, my God. Built-in sponsorship. You're right. Country crock of shit. Why wouldn't they want to be involved? We could talk about margarine and how it steered us wrong. That needs to be like our catchphrase for anything that's a country crack of shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got to remember that. I think my word will be Frankenhooker because why shouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why shouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. I didn't actually watch it, but now that I know it existed mm-hmm. back then. You know, then, it's actually a good description of 1990. Just a weird really, mashup of things. Yeah. Trying yeah. to make it work, put it together. 90s yeah. didn't know what it wanted to be yet. It yeah. was like, are we still the 80s or mm-hmm. are we going to do our own thing? Yeah. I had an alternate word, which was snot, because I had an embarrassing memory <laughs> that I hadn't yet shared, which was uh, I was like in the hallway at school, like there were locker bays, right? And so I was in my locker bay and there was like either a popular girl or a popular boy that came up to me for some reason. I don't know why. And I sneezed mm. and I thought that I had like erased the evidence somewhere. <laughs> and at some point as I'm talking to them, I realized there's a big old thing of snot on my shirt. Oh. And I'm like, how do I do this? And what I did was probably make it worse by kind of just trying to like. Oh, no. You can't see this, but she's can't wiping her I'm hand wiping, across her chest. I'm wiping it across my breast, trying oh, to remove shoot. it. And then just sort of and holding on to it. Now hand. I got snot in my oh. hand. And I'm oh. talking to popular person. Oh. And realizing my shot at popularity is gone. <laughs> like I had a shot. Let's be clear. There Unlike was no the shot. snot, it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the snot. That was not just smeared. I feel like that describes who I was in 1990 as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's relatable, though. I've mean... all got snot memories, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you for joining us on Fuzzy Memories. If you like the show, you should tell your friends. I don't, I mean, you should be sharing good things with people you like. Obviously. I don't know why I have to tell you that. What? But you do. <laughs> you do. I mean, and there's an edge of anger you know in what? your voice. That <laughs> it's because you... I'm a parent and I'm so done telling things I shouldn't have to tell. <laughs> but that's fine. Also, this is just a personal note, but if you're going to throw ba- clothes in a basket, get them in the basket. Yes. <laughs> Well, so we're using our outro as a message to your children right now. It's a direct message. Okay, that's great. Yep. I'm confident, are we, that they'll still be listening at this point? Zero. (laughs) Well, Evan might. Evan Evan will because you two are here. Yeah. All right. Evan likes us. He listened to all the episodes of Broads and Books that you were on. Nice. Mm -hmm. And only listened to the parts where she was talking on Broads and Books. (laughs) And would only say things to me such as, you didn't laugh hard enough at that joke. It was funnier than that. <laughs> or other critiques that are sort of hard to fix about yourself. So, Heath, you and I are a hit with all a right. 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because he's going to tell all his friends about his mom's middle-aged friends. <laughs> podcast, <laughs> for sure. But you should do like he does and yeah. go to your socials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell everybody. do all the things that you do on yeah. the socials. Do all the things. So, until next time, stay red. Stay red.